As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the Athletic FPL Podcast. I'm Mark McGettigan, you'll find me on Twitter at FPL General. I'm back behind the microphone having skipped the Game Week 20 episode due to testing positive for COVID just before Christmas. It was a rough few days but thankfully I'm feeling much better now. At the time of recording, which is 9am on Friday morning, we are still waiting for news on rearranged fixtures which would confirm what the double gaming schedule will look like. The closer it gets to deadline, which is Saturday morning this week, it looks like we may have to go into Game Week 21 without the information we were hoping to have by now, which is very frustrating as it's difficult to make any long-term plans without it. I was very tempted to wildcard this week, but only if the double Game Week fixtures were confirmed. Hopefully we get news later today. Make sure to follow Ben Crellin on Twitter for updates. He's put together a great graphic which predicts what the next few game weeks will look like. It will help you with your transfer decisions this week. As always these days, hold your transfers until 10 or 15 minutes before the deadline if you can. On today's podcast, I'll run through the Game Week 20 shoutouts, do a quick Game Week review, update the watch list, answer Twitter questions and discuss Game Week 21 captaincy and transfers. If you'd like to become an Athletic subscriber, visit theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod to avail of the latest discount for new subscribers. There have been no new members joining the 59th Minute Club over the past two game weeks. I was keeping an eye on game week 19 and 20. No new members, so just a few notable mentions from the most recent game week. Rhys James managed just 26 minutes, went off injured, so there's a question about his replacements later. Christensen at Chelsea also managed just 45 minutes due to injury, so lots of defensive problems for Thomas Tuchel. Regulon at Spurs went off at half-time. He did have a yellow card, so it was a zero-pointer. I don't think there's any issues there, though I do think Regulon is a good buy now. Lamptey at Brighton. Again, gets taken off just after 60 minutes. He managed 65 minutes this time, which I actually think is quite good for FPL because if he is keeping a clean sheet at that point, he can lock it in early. So Lamptey, I think, is a good option for the next couple of games as well. 
In terms of midfielders, minutes, Deli Ali, who started for Spurs, played just 61 minutes, so he's not an option. James Madison picked up an injury playing for Leicester. He played 67 minutes. Brendan Rodgers did then come out yesterday and say that Madison was going to be fine for the game, but then the Leicester-Norwich game has been postponed. So that is the, the first game to go from the New Year's Day fixtures. In terms of forwards... Armstrong made his return to action from injury for Southampton. He managed 82 minutes, so that's good signs for him. Broja was on the bench, who played 19 minutes, but I would expect Broja to come back in for the Newcastle game. That's that's if it goes ahead. There's some doubts over that Southampton-Newcastle game as well, so keep an eye on that before the deadline also. And finally, Ian Acho, 55 minutes, but was expected to get more minutes in the Leicester game against Norwich, which is now postponed. And then he's he's off to AFCON as well. So Ian Acho, I, initially I added him to my watch list as soon as I seen the Vardy injury, but then I realised he's going to the African Cup of Nations, so that rules him out as an option a game week review, going back to game week 19, because I didn't do a podcast last week. My transfers over the last two game weeks were game week 19, I got rid of Salah and King. Pretty scary selling Salah. And I brought in Martinelli and I captained Ronaldo for a minus four. So that was a bad game week. That was the game week where the free hitters did really well and captain Ronaldo blanked. And then this week, I managed to claw some of it back. I sold Lacazette and Rafinha, who both didn't have a fixture. And I brought in Broja and Son for a minus four. So back-to-back minus fours, which brings me, I think, to minus 20 for the season, which is more than I usually do. But given the circumstances, the, the way with all these postponements and, and not having 11 players, it's it's natural to take more hits than usual. So Captain Son this week was better than Ronaldo captain the previous game week. So over the past two game weeks, I started at 12K. I dropped to 25K when the free hitters did well. And then I clawed it back to 16k this game week, which is good considering I haven't used any of my chips yet. So feeling very confident about having a good finish to the season with all those chips. Game week 20, it was 59 minus 4, so 55 points. The good, Jared Bowen with 14. What a season he's having. If you don't have him, I think he should be near the top of your list of players to buy now. Ronaldo with 12, that was very welcome after his blank last week. Hugman's son, Captain, got me 12, so better than the likes of Jota and Trent, who I was also strongly considering for the armband, not having Salah. Obviously, very fortunate not having Salah for that game. I, I stuck on Netflix, watched a movie for two hours during that Liverpool game because I couldn't face watching it without Salah and couldn't believe what I seen afterwards. So very, very fortunate not to be punished too much by selling Salah a couple of weeks ago. Cancelo got me six and Antonio got me five. Disturbing news from Cancelo last night. There was a burglary at his home and he was assaulted. Uh, he posted a picture on Instagram with a with a cut on his face. So we wish him well. Uh, and obviously that cast doubts over his involvement in game week 21. So we need to keep an eye on that as well. The bad from the game week, I didn't have a goalkeeper. I resisted the temptation to take a minus four to get rid of Ramsdale for De Gea. And I'm glad I didn't when I seen Aaron Lennon score last night. Trent blanked, Alonso blanked, Reese James just one point going off injured. So um, my time on double Chelsea defence is going to come to an end. And my time with any Chelsea defence may be coming to an end soon as well. I'm just sick of them. Sick of all those clean sheet wipeouts. Bernardo Silva blanked, another player who's on the chopping block. And Jota also with just two points.
A watch list update now. Players removed, first of all, following game week 20. Antonio Rudiger, like I said, I'm moving away from Chelsea defenders now. Had enough, so Rudiger is no longer in my thoughts. They're just not keeping enough clean sheets there. Dallo at Manchester United also removed because he didn't start against Burnley. Wan-Bissaka came back in, as did Luke Shaw. So there's going to be a better rotation, I think, with the Manchester United fullbacks. So Dallow also gone from my watch list. Lucas Moura was on the bench for the Spurs game, so he's also gone. Just a rotation risk that I don't want to touch. And at Manchester City, I've removed Gundogan, who's been on the bench for two of the last three games, and also Mares, who's going to be going to the African Cup of Nations soon. Players added Laporte. I've had Diaz on the watch list for quite a while. Laporte joins him now. Laporte has played, I think, six or seven of the last games. John Stone seems to be struggling with injuries this season. Laporte's a little bit cheaper than Diaz. So I think if you can't afford Diaz and you want to get a Manchester City defender alongside Cancelo, I think Laporte is a good option now. I've added Rafinha back to the watch list, having sold him last week. He's got a good fixture against Burnley in Game Week 21. I'm quite tempted to go straight back there. But given that Leeds still probably have lots of issues, I think it's okay to go without for the time being. Ward-Prowse joins the Watchers for the first time this season, scored in each of his last three games. Ward-Prowse is a player I like for a double game week. Whenever Southampton have a double game week, he's a player you can plug in. You know, Straight away, he's going to get you four points, as long as he doesn't get you a yellow card. And then he's got the set pieces. You know, we know how good he is from free kicks. He takes corners and he takes penalties as well. So I like Ward Price, but only probably for a double game week rather than getting him into play every week in my squad. I've added the two Watford forwards to my watch list, King and Dennis. News breaking this morning that Dennis is not going to the African Cup of Nations. So good news if you own Dennis. And if you're like me and you don't have a Watford forward at the moment, I sold King recently. Now I've got a choice to make. Do I bring King back or do I go for the man Dennis who has been on fire this season? So good news for FPL. Obviously bad news for Dennis not being able to go to AFCON due to some admin errors I think that were made. So interesting to see how he responds himself because of that. Watford, one of those teams that have lots of extra fixtures. I think they've got three extra. So there's going to be plenty of double game weeks for the likes of King and Dennis. Edward at Crystal Palace back on the watch list. I think he got 14 points against Norwich. So well done if you're on him. Norwich are just a mess at the moment. And no surprise to see their game get postponed against Leicester. Edward, you know, the boat might have already sailed for him. But still, good option if Crystal Palace get a double game week. And finally, Calvert-Lewin who scored in each of the first three game weeks of the season, but hasn't played since. But he is back, he is fit, and I expect him to be back in the starting 11 very soon. And as soon as he is back in the starting 11, he's going to be back in my thoughts, because we're still quite short on prolific strikers this season, and hopefully Calvert-Lewin can pick up from where he left off. So Calvert-Lewin is one for your watch list as well. So just a quick run through of what my watch list looks like at the moment. There's 24 players on it. Defenders, Diaz, Laporte, Regulon, Emerson Royale, Tierney, Cash and Lamptey. Midfielders, Mo Salah, Kevin De Bruyne, Phil Foden, Mount, Madison, Rafinha, Ward-Prowse, Gallagher and Ramsey. And up front, Kane, Lukaku, Watkins, King, Dennis, Calvert-Lewin and Odson Edward. So that is the pool of players I will be looking at when it comes to making my transfers over next game week or two. 
Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Moving on now to the Twitter questions. The first one this week is from Dominic Hurst. Is it worth planning or should we still live game week by game week? So, like I said, at the time of recording, we still don't have any confirmation about any double game weeks. So to me, we still need to kind of plan just game week by game week. You still can't really do any long-term planning. Yes, Ben Crellin has done amazing work predicting what might happen, but the most important thing there is it is a prediction. Things can change and, you know, we can't just go in blind and, and think what he's predicted is definitely going to happen. You've got to keep an open mind on these things. There will be curveballs. We don't know how the Premier League are going to rearrange things. We don't know if they're going to do it soon or if they'll leave the fixtures for later in the season. And, of course, there's still COVID issues, so there's going to be more games postponed, which is going to cause more havoc. You know, if, if FA Cup games get postponed, you know, they might have to be arranged for midweeks and stuff like that as well. Teams could even request games to be postponed because they've got quite a few players at the African Cup of Nations. So there's a lot of uncertainty, and Ben has made that very clear as well. So be very careful with what you're doing with your transfers. So for me, if we don't get any confirmation before the deadline, I'm not going to be looking past this game week with my transfers. I think logically, we do know which teams have got extra games. You know, there's teams like Burnley who've got four extra fixtures to make up, Watford, Tottenham, uh, you know, the likes of Leicester, all these teams have an extra game. So it does make sense to, you know, put a bit more weight on players who do have extra games to come and double game weeks to come, you know you're going to get that extra fixture or two or three in some cases out of them. So it makes sense to buy those kind of players. That's why I think it's a good idea probably to buy Tottenham players this week because they've got Watford, which is a very good fixture, and then they're likely to have a double game week the week after. So for me, it's still as week to week until we get more information, but do keep in mind those players who do have extra fixtures. Question from FPL Jolteon. With the Ben Crellin predictions looking a little underwhelming for Double Game Week 22, should our plan to be use transfers to prepare for it, or should we attack it with wild cards and free hits? So my notes here for this question say, I like the free hits for Game Week 22, as quite simply it makes life a lot easier, you don't have to plan for it this week. Wildcard is very much team dependent. What I would say about wildcarding is don't be afraid to go super early with it if you think your squad needs a shakeup. And that includes this week. Even if we don't have the information, I still think it's fine to wildcard this week based on Ben's spreadsheet. You know, you can make educated guesses on what's going to happen. You know which players are going to have double game weeks in the future. And you know the core players that you want to have anyway, regardless of blank game weeks and double game weeks. So, yes, it's not ideal to wildcard this week without the confirmation. But if your team's an absolute mess and you're not happy with it and you want to get it to where you want it to be, 
I, th- I still think wildcarding is totally fine this week. Like I said, I was quite tempted because I've got you know double Chelsea defence. Reese James is injured. I'm I'm kind of sick of Bernardo Silva as well. My bench is not as strong as I would like it to be. So there's quite a few changes I would like to make, but I don't think I'll be doing it unless the fixtures come through. But certainly, I, I know some people who are wildcarding this week, and I know more people will hit the button before the deadline as well. And you know, people you'll often see people saying, "Oh, don't play your second wildcard early." You know, you might you know it's too early. You're going to waste it. You, you've got a that's the last wildcard you have for for the rest of the season. But if your team's rubbish and if you're going to get five or six red arrows in a row over the next few weeks, if you don't wildcard, then you know it's it's totally fine to do so. So yeah, wildcard is an option. Free hit for game week twenty two. I like in particular if you've still got the two free hits left. Like I said, it just makes life easier. And and in particular, if we don't know what the double game weeks, if it's not confirmed before this week's deadline, then we can just rock up and game week twenty two, play the free hits, get all the players who have two games, and then be done with it. So yeah, I think very much team dependent whether you're going to be using chips or not at the moment. But it is, I think my overriding feeling at the moment is with the lack of information, it's tricky to play chips and I'm quite reluctant to do so. Question from Stevie Wheeler. Is it risky to wildcard in Gimme 21 for a bench boost in Gimme 22 with all the postponements at the moment? So short answer here is yes, I think it is too risky. Obviously, with a bench boost, you know, if you're new to FPL this season, in previous seasons, what we most often do is we wildcard one week and then the week after we bench boost because you can't use the two of them in the same game week. So the idea is you wildcard, for example, this week, you wildcard this week, you get loads of players who have two games next game week, and then you bench boost and you might have, you know, 10, 11, 12 players who play twice. Some people go all out and get 15 players who have a double game week. Yeah, but there's always a few you know, good assets that you're probably going to keep, you know, players like Trent and Cancelo and these guys. So I just think it is too risky given the current landscape, given all the postponements, as Stevie mentioned, it could work. You could wildcard this week, bench boost next week, and it could be excellent, but it could also be an absolute disaster. If, if a couple of games get postponed, if a couple of players have to self-isolate, you know, your, your bench boost might be wasted. So even if I was wildcarding this week, I don't think I'd be setting up the bench boost next week. I'd probably just be keeping bench boost for later in the season. I don't value the chip anyway. I think I've only ever got about 10 points from it. So I don't tend to stress over that chip too much. I think it's the worst chip we have. Question from World of FPL. If you are wildcarding for Game Week 21, who are some of the key players that are must-haves? So yeah, wildcarders this week. I think you build your team around Youngman Son, Jared Bowen, I would have one of Ronaldo or Kane up front. I would probably lean towards Ronaldo now, given his recent performance, but I do think Kane is right up there as well. Josh King, I had noted down here, but I think you need to add Dennis in there now also, that he's available, so it's got to be one of King or Dennis. I think some people will go with the double up as well for the extra fixtures, which I think is fine. At the back, Trent would stay on a wild card, as would Cancelo. And Regulon would go in there for Tottenham's good fixtures and extra fixtures. So yeah, Son, a Watford forward, Bowen, Ronaldo or Kane, Regulon, Trent and Cancelo would be the core of a wildcard squad if I was making one this week. Question from FPL Swanson. What do we do with Bernardo Silva? No attacking returns in the last four while his teammates have been firing them in. Is it time to move away? I've seen a stat recently. In Manchester City's last 17 goals, 
Bernardo Silva hasn't been involved. So that is 18 now after the, the goal he scored against Brentford. I watched most of the City game against Brentford and I did not like what I seen of Bernardo. To me, he looked like the Bernardo Silva we've come to know in previous seasons. He was kind of peripheral, not really in the box too much, playing quite wide and just never really looked like scoring or, or even assisting in that game. So on that eye test alone, and obviously four blanks, I think it is probably time to move away now. And he is near the top of my list of players I want to sell. Rhys James is probably the top of my list now because he's injured. But if there wasn't a Rhys James injury, yeah, Bernardo Silva would probably be going this week. He might survive one more week, but I'm, I'm quite tempted to take a minus four to get rid of Bernardo and James. So yeah, I would be looking to move away from Bernardo now. I think Foden, Foden's a Man City midfielder you want to own. Or if you want to splice the cash, Kevin De Bruyne has looked really good recently as well. Questions from Galder Zamorano. Replacements for Rhys James. So my notes here are, assuming you already have Trent and Cancelo, who are the two best defensive picks in the game, I would look to Regulon or Emerson Royale at Tottenham. Regulon I do prefer. I think he's got more attack and threat. His minutes are a little bit of a concern recently, if you go back and look at them. But I still think I would... I don't That, that wouldn't put me off. I would still go Regulon because I think he is the better pick long term. So Regulon for me, if you can't afford Regulon... Emerson Royale is a little bit cheaper. Uh, I also like Matty Cash at Aston Villa. Likely to have a double game week soon. You know, good underlying numbers since Steven Gerrard came in. He gets forward, gets goal attempts, creates chances. And I like Lamptey at Brighton as well. But I'm looking to go most likely to Regulon from Rhys James this week. Question from FPL Canadian. Goalkeeper strategy. It's time to move on from Ramsdale Wright, De Gea or Lloris. And should we have two playing goalkeepers? Yeah, so goalkeepers is something I'm really struggling with and I'm really confused about. I kept Ramsdale, didn't take the minus four for De Gea. And now Ramsdale goes into Manchester City this week, which is obviously not ideal. But hopefully he can make about 27 saves and somehow keep a clean sheet in that one. I'm really not sure what direction to go with my goalkeepers. One of the reasons I didn't minus four to get De Gea was I had in the back of my mind that I might wildcard soon. And it was a decision that, you know, usually goalkeeper decisions, I only make them when I'm wildcarding. I don't tend to change my goalkeeper during the season. So for me, I'm probably going to stick with Ramsdale, even though it's a tricky fixture this week. Good chance he has a double game week the week after. So even if the fixtures are not great in the double game week, Ramsdale with two games can always rack up the points in terms of saves and bonus. So I'm happy to keep him now that I held on to him through the blank last game week. If I was replacing him, it probably still would be De Gea I would be looking at. Obviously, frustrating that he didn't get a clean sheet against Burnley, but United still have the extra fixtures, and I do expect a few clean sheets here. But for me, happy on Ramsdale. The, I, I do think Lloris is a good option. The, the only reason I don't like him is I think the ideal Tottenham triple-up is, is Son, Kane, and Regulon. So I don't want to block that by getting Lloris. Should we have two playing goalkeepers? I do like that strategy now. I've got Ramsdale and Foster. Foster's due back soon, and I hope that when he is back, that he goes back into the starting eleven. I think there's a good chance that he will, because I don't think Backman has been great. So, fingers crossed, Foster is back soon, and that gives me two blend goalkeepers. A lot of people moved last week from Foster to De Gea to have De Gea and Ramsdale. Now, I think that's it's a safe way to play, but I'm quite reluctant to tie up too much cash in the goalkeeper position, which is why... I'm really keeping my fingers crossed that Foster comes back in and it'll save me a transfer and it also saves cash at the same time. But certainly having two playing goalkeepers 
is a good idea now with all the uncertainty. Question from Will Lockett. Is it worth a hit to upgrade Tucson from Gallagher if we are planning on downgrading James? Yes, I like that move. Gallagher missed out due to COVID recently, so we don't know when he's going to be back. If you're downgrading Reese James and you've got the cash, absolutely go and get Youngman Son. I think Son is one of the best picks in the game at the moment, given his attacking returns, his fixtures, and the possible double game week as well. I think Son is a very good captaincy candidate for this week also. Questions from Matthew Johnson. Is now a good time to ship off Smith Rowe? Yeah, I think it is. I think last week was probably the time to do so, when he didn't have a fixture. But he's got Man City this week, and... We can't be sure that he will start or not. Chances are he'll be on the bench again. Arsenal do have a possible double game week in game week 22, so keep that in mind when you are selling them. But for me, I think I would sell Smith-Rowe and just get someone who, who starts every week, quite simply. He surely can continue getting these goals from the bench. Question from David Tran. Is the Ronaldo and Kane double up on? If you want to differentiate from going away from Son with the latter due to his high ownership. Yeah, it is, I think... I wouldn't avoid Son just because his ownership is high. I think he's one of the best players in the game. And, and if you think he is as well, just get him. Don't overthink it. But if you want to avoid Son, uh, and if you don't have Salah at the moment, yeah, it is viable to have Ronaldo and Kane up front. And it could be, it could you know provide good returns over the next couple of game weeks until Salah comes back from the African Cup of Nations. So yeah, I think we will see more teams with Ronaldo and Kane up front this week and next week. And both players have been looking good recently. And, well, I won't say they've been looking good. At least the returns have been decent. So, yeah, I do like it if you want to avoid Son. But for me, I would rate Son higher than both of those players. This episode is supported by Season 3 of FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club has finally been promoted into League 2 after 15 seasons in the National League. Dedicated staff and supporters celebrate the city's return to glory while bracing for the newfound challenges that come with being in a higher division. Will Wrexham AFC stand up to the challenges and rise again into League One? FX is welcome to Wrexham. Catch all new episodes Thursdays on FX. Stream on Hulu. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Game week 21 captaincy, the options are Mohamed Salah away to Chelsea, which looks pretty good now if you still have him, because there's no Reese James, Christensen's injured, I think Chalaba has, has been having issues recently as well, as has Thiago Silva, the midfielders protecting the back four, the likes of Jorginho and Kante, Kovacic haven't been 100% fit either, so Chelsea defence is not looking strong at the moment if you have Salah. I think I would probably captain him if, if I if I had him. You know, he he got you the zero pointer last week, but it's it's still Mohamed Salah. It would not surprise me to see him do very well against Chelsea this weekend. So I think I probably would captain him if I had him. The other options, uh, Tottenham play Watford away. I think Son and Kane are good options. I'm pretty sure I'll be on Son again after he got me the assist last week. That's unless obviously we get some double game week news. 
Manchester United are at home to Wolves. I like Ronaldo for that one as well. I do slightly prefer Son though because I think Watford is a better fixture than Wolves. Arsenal play Manchester City. If you've got Foden and De Bruyne, their options, but always a bit of a rotation risk there. And Crystal Palace play West Ham. So Jared Bowen, given his form, and Michael Antonio are options as well. But for me, I think Salah, if you have him, you've got to strongly consider him. And the Spurs guys against Watford, I think those are the two best places to go for captaincy this game week. In terms of transfers for Game Week 21, I've got one free transfer. And my notes here say I really need the double game week fixtures before the deadline. Wildcard is very tempting, dot, dot, dot. I, I still think, having had a bit more of a look at it this morning, even if the double game week fixtures are announced, I'm probably unlikely to wildcard. I don't w- like wildcarding quite late. I like to have you know a week to look at it, to, to mull over options, to really study the fixtures. I don't like activating the wildcard on a Friday and kind of rushing it so I probably won't do it even if the fixtures are announced transfer wise Reese James is probably going to go due to his injury probably for Regulon I do like Cash and Lamptey as well but Regulon is winning the race at the moment question then is do I take my third minus four in a row I could get rid of Bernardo who I'm tired of I could go back to Rafinha or I could get Foden to replace Bernardo with a minus four. But to me, that's a bit of a dangerous transfer when they play Arsenal and there's no guarantee that Foden starts. So probably going to just leave it at one free transfer. Reese James out, Regulon in. I really need the Southampton-Newcastle game to go ahead because I've got Broja and I've got Leveramento. I know Leveramento's got a yellow flag at the moment anyway, but I really need Broja to play because you know big part of the reason I brought him in last week was with one eye on this Newcastle fixture so I could be in trouble if that fixture drops and that might force me into a minus four best of luck for Game 21 folks the next episode will be released on Tuesday January the 11th ahead of the Game 22 deadline I'll be releasing episodes of the Elite 64 Managers series very soon as well so keep an eye out for those hit the subscribe button so you don't miss them if you enjoy the podcast and you'd like to support me as a full-time content creator in 2022 please check out patreon.com forward slash FPL general I wish you all a happy new year filled with joy, happiness and most importantly, green arrows. Have a good one, folks. The Athletic.